G-O-T-M Radio Entrepreneurs on the move Reshaping life for a better tomorrow your boys, welcome to the kicker spot. It's your boys, it's your boys. I'm your host, T'Angelo. T'Angelo. Why did I have visual? I was partying to the break of dawn. How about the who recorded the video? T'Angelo. OMG. It's kind of variety. So, no. Okay, I'm a better word. Apparently, I'm eager to when I talk about myself all the time. Go, go, go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kicker Spot. I'm your host, T'Angelo. What's going on, everybody? We are here at the Kicker Spot, chillaxing, hanging out, doing what we do. Welcome back. Thank you for hanging out with your boy, T'Angelo. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. What happened to me, like, clearing my throat? You have to pardon me. My throat's kind of been acting weird the last couple of days. It's not even a cold. I don't even have a cold, but it's just like, you know, slim or something. I don't know. <clears throat> you know, I don't I don't know what it's about. But um, just pardon me if I happen to do that. I'm going to try to keep it under wraps. But nonetheless, um, hello, welcome. Thank you for coming out. You know, welcome to everybody. Well, I will let you guys know that my birth month is finally coming to a close. Um, you know, I celebrated my birthday all month and had, you know, birthday party, which was the wine and uh, a night of wine and jazz. We did miniature golfing. We did karaoke, um, intimate dinners. I had breakfasts. Uh, not breakfasts, but I had a lovely breakfast one morning. I also got a chance to win the EOTM award this month. It's been a great month of a birth month, if I say so myself. And actually, I have to go ahead and say that my little brother, my younger brother, he's not really little at all, but my youngest brother's birthday was yesterday, so that kind of also helps end my birth month because it's his time to celebrate. So, you know, big, happy, belated birthday to my bro. That's what's up. Um, I had my, like I said, I had my final birthday bash this past Saturday, and it was great. Um, The wine was pouring, the cheese was spread, and I had mad fun. So... Until next year, I'll have to do it again. No big trip this year for my birthday. I didn't do one last year either. I have to get the trips for my birthday made back into rotation. That was kind of fun. Anywho, um, I went to my mother's house the other day too. I really love family time. You guys get a chance. Just really, you know, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't always have the opportunities to hang out with your fam and things of that nature, when you do get a chance, just really indulge and hang out and just you know, love on them a little bit. I had a blast, and um, this weekend, this coming weekend, we're all going to Raging Waters. Um, this is a water park here in Southern California, and it is so much fun. I mean, if you are in the area and you want something to do with the family, this is a must-visit kind of place. It's not really expensive. I think the tickets are like 35 or $40 for the water park, and um, parking is atrocious. It's like $15, but... You know, they got to make their money somewhere, somehow, I reckon. But, um, yeah, we're all getting together to do that. That's going to be really exciting and fun. So, yeah, just loving family. That's kind of, you know, being, I guess, a gist of me lately, you know, working hard, putting things together. I am dealing with finishing up my whole higher education thing. 
just so you guys don't know, you might see a post about it, me talking about a school program and things of that nature, but I am. I started working on it, you know, stopped again and started, stopped, started kind of thing. And so this time I'm looking to give it the long haul and just get it wrapped up so I can get my degree so I could be another degree brother out there making it happen. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You heard? So um, inside of, you know, dealing with my whole schooling thing, I have learned about this new technique, not new in existence, just new to me. Um, I'm not sure if I'll talk to you guys about that, um, about designing your lifestyle. Have I ever talked to you guys about designing your lifestyle? Veronica, Veronica. She's shaking her head. Um, she's saying no. Okay, so I, I'm gonna have to try to do a little segment on that one day. But this is a concept that I'm gonna have falling head over heels in love with. And basically, you really just have to sit down and design your lifestyle as though you would. Excuse me, design your lifestyle, the one that you want to live. You know, just write it all out the way that you want your lifestyle to be, everything from vacations, how many of those you like to take per year, how much income you like to have, what job, you make sure your insurance is right, whatever aspects of your life you think is necessary to have mapped out because it takes planning to ensure that it happens, it's a part of your lifestyle design. So I have to kind of cover that because I love it. I think it's great. And um, pretty much I just recommend you design your lifestyle the way you would design a new business venture. So when you go, you know, with us being entrepreneurs on the move, when you start these new ventures, we write everything down and kind of map it all out to ensure that it happens. And when it comes to designing your lifestyle, you probably should do it again. I mean, you should do it. Th- you should also do that just to ensure that you are going to live the lifestyle that you want to lead versus hoping that it happens and wondering what went wrong, but instead planning and setting yourself up for success. So when you're 75, you know, 60 to 75 years old, you can sit back and be retired and comfortable. Yeah, that's what I think. So, anyhow, once you design it, you have to plan it. Then you work for it and then live in it. And that's designing your lifestyle. So, um, also, you guys, be sure to join Team T'Angelo today by going to T'Angelo.com and signing up today. All right, you guys? So, just go to T'Angelo.com and click the Join T'Angelo, I mean, excuse me, Team T'Angelo, so you guys can stay connected and we can all be connected and get connected. Yeah. So you guys continue to hang out here with your boy T'Angelo as we chill and kick back here at the kicker spot. And let's remember, you guys, that just yesterday we Americans celebrated the 50th anniversary of the March on Washington that happened on August 28, 1963. So I want to say a big hooray to all those people. You know, a big hooray to all of us for making it this far and to have continued growth you know, continuing to have equality across this great nation. And um, we all are so much better because of the things that our ancestors did to ensure that we are here today. So I want to say because of these changes we have made back then, it works towards equality today. And I just want to say yes, and I'm blessed and hope you are as well. So, okay, we'll be right back, you guys. Oh, yeah. And I have a dream. Yes. One day, this nation will rise up, live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. I have a dream that one day on the red hills of Georgia, sons of former slaves and 
Will they be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood? I have a dream. My poor little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream On you guys, you are here tonight to kick a spot. I'm your host, Tiangelo. And tonight, we're on Matters of the Heart, topic is Is love enough and is it worth it? Hmm. I'll give you my thoughts. Also, tonight on our premiere segment, Tiangelo Live on Books, excuse me, <clears throat> we will be visited by Jane Jones, author, um, one of the authors on capital, of the book. Capital Hell. It's an offbeat and hilarious novel that will let you see some um, behind the excuse me will let you see behind the political persona and into the life of fictional characters. Also, this evening there is the Celebrity Hub, and the main topic of discussion, you guys, of course, will have to be the VMAs. Who uh, the VMAs? I mean, who? So much to talk about with that. Um, very entertaining show, to say the least. And then also, who whose talk show has been talked about of being canceled already? Hmm. But before we get into all of the Celebrity Hub, let's discuss matters of the heart, you guys. So it's during this segment that we get a chance to discuss relationship topics. And um, you know what? I don't want to waste any more time. So let's talk relationships. You are now tuned in to the Chicken Spot. Spot, 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 spot. Chicken Spot. And I'm your boy, T'Angelo. Jalo, Jalo, Jalo. Matters of the heart. Is love enough and is it worth it? So this was a question that pondered to me as people who are in love, you know, have their undying love for each other, but they just can't seem to find their happy space with one another. And so the question is, is love enough and is it worth it? So after you go through all the chaos you're going through, you question, is it worth it? So this was a great question I felt, you know, we had to bring up. And um, my ultimate answer to this is it's kind of like a situation-by-situation situation kind of answer, you know. You don't necessarily just want to give one answer because ultimately it could be situation by situation, you have to sit with yourself and see if you can deal with the things that kind of make you want to walk away, or you want to think, could you live a better quality of life without your current love, okay? So do you want to walk away, or do you find the quality of life that you live to be higher or lesser with the one that you love? Okay, so that's kind of a generic way to look at it. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a few scenarios 
where I think you should stay, and then a couple of what I, a couple of scenarios where I feel you need to hit the bricks. Okay, so let's go through a few of them here. So when love is not enough and it is not worth it, you will know that when you find yourself investing into the relationship more than your partner. So this is a perfect example of when love is not enough. You guys loving each other, all right. But then you find yourself trying to enhance the relationship. You're making changes within yourself for the relationship, and you are completely compromising yourself for the relationship, which are all you know, positive things when you guys are working um, to come together as a unit and to build and strengthen yourselves from the core. These are all great things. But if you find that it's just one-sided and your partner's not doing the same, then you might not want to uh, – you might find that love will not be enough and it's just not worth it because now you're making all the changes. You're making adjustments and find yourself kind of out of your zone while in the meantime your dude is sitting there nice and comfortable you know, not having to make any changes, or, you know, your girl for that matter. You see that you're not going out with the boys no more, but yet she at the club every first, second, and third Saturday. You know what I'm saying? So that one right there is not enough, and it seems not to be worth it. Okay? Another area. You find yourself unhappy more than you are enjoying your partner. If you find that to be the case already, again, you might love, but it's just not worth it. Who wants to be that kind of unhappy? If you find that you are always un- that you are always irritated with the presence of your partner, you know, say it's your dude, he just come in, you look at him just like, ugh, <clears throat> already, bad sign. And then if you can't find solace during your quality time, if it's just a one-on-one time and y'all hanging out and you still don't feel happy, you're just not quite there yet, mm. and then – you find yourself, this is like the worst one. This is the worst one. I know relationships like this. This is when you find yourself sitting in your car, like in your driveway or in the parking lot at your apartment complex, because just sitting there for 15, 20 minutes, because you are not looking forward to going into your home where you know you're going to have to be around your spouse. Yeah. I don't know if it's worth it. If you can't work it out, then it's just not worth it. And you're just sitting there thinking, I don't even feel like being bothered because it's going to be some bull if I go in this house. Let me just lay my chair back and rest right here in the driveway. That's what I'm going to do until I can pull it together. Not a good sign. Not a good sign at all. Um, And then when, if you find that, say, your dude won't fight for you, if you find that your partner won't fight for you, won't fight for the us, won't fight for the love, and I don't mean physically, I just mean within the two of you, I feel that it's not worth it. The love is not enough. If he is always saying he's over it and not willing to work things out with you, just like, ugh, whatever, and walk off, and then a day or so goes by, y'all haven't talked, and y'all just start talking again and moving forward, but nothing was ever really resolved, you're not fighting for it. So, um, yeah, no. And then maybe let's say his friends and family is talking bad about you, and he never stands up for you. Be like, hey, whoa, slow that, slow, 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 slow down with those words right there. That's that's my girl. That's that's mine right there. You can't just be saying any kind of thing. Then yeah, the only thing that's even love right there. You just need to go because if you can't, if he can't stand up for you, be like, hey, that's mine. I need to calm that down. And I'm not saying that all his friends and family have to like you. I'm just saying that they would have to respect you in my in my, in my presence. So in his presence, he need to be able to say, okay, yeah, maybe she can't cook, ah, ha, 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 but, you know, she's kind of sensitive about that, so let that go. 
You know what I'm saying? If you don't, mm, not a good idea. Then when you get angry and he leaves, okay, say, say, I'm sorry, say if you get angry and you leave the house, you just leave the house, walk out, does he chase after you? Does he try to go get you? No? Hmm. Hmm. He's not, he not fighting for you. You walk out the house, you're like, deuces. Do you then? Do do you? Do you, foe? Yeah. Oh, not good signs. These are not these are not good signs at all. Okay. So this is a situation where I'm gonna tell you that there might be love in there, but it's not quite worth it. Is love enough? Doesn't sound like it in some of these situations. And no, it's not worth it. Okay. Now, there are situations where love will conquer all, and it is worth it when you just put in the work. So the two of you seem to bump heads constantly. But you two are willing to work it out and try to resolve the issues, that is a very good sign that you guys are both trying to resolve the issues. You're working it out. You're talking. Once the smoke settles, you guys talk it out rationally and try to move forward. Love is trying to conquer it. Will you, 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 when you think about getting in the, when you get into the boxing ring, so will your partner get to the box ring with you to fight for y'all's love? You know what I'm saying? When things get hard or rough, whatever, y'all both been there trying to figure this out and, you know, sand off the little hard edges in the corners of the relationship to make it all smooth. If you find that you guys are both in there trying to work it out, making those compromises and those changes I talked about earlier, okay, that's a good sign, good sign, good sign. Willing to make the changes for the betterment of the union to make sure you guys are better? Again, these are all good things. Yes, it is difficult. You're bumping heads, but love will conquer all, and yes, it is worth it. So let's just say the money in a relationship is a little funny, but you can see that your dude is doing all he can to provide. Hey, people follow hard times. But but, 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 but as long as you see him doing all he can, and you know that that's when you know that love is enough. And the, and just know that the grass is not greener on the other side anyway. So you want to stay right in there. He's on his grind. He's on his hustle, working. To, and I say hustle, I do mean, you know, the tax bracket one when you have to get taxed for out your check, that kind of hustle. When he in there doing his due, making it happen, yes, it's hard. Yes, it's going to be difficult. And it might cause a little tension within the relationship. But love can conquer all if you guys are there. And that's when I would say for you, the ladies, in the case it falls out that way, you want to stand by his side and be the support that he needs. If you find that you can do that, and I'm not saying just financially, I'm not saying just cover the bills and stuff like that. No, 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 no. I'm saying when he comes home and he's down, that you're right there to help lift him up. When he's kind of depressed to put a smile on his face or do little cute things around the house to kind of make to ease him over. If you happen to, you know, be a little bit stronger in uh, researching things, and you step up to the plate. If you happen to have a little network that you have access to that he may not, that you go ahead and, you know what I'm saying, be there, be that person, be that, again, that support that he needs. Know that love can conquer all, and, yes, it will be worth it because the grass is not greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. Know that. And then another scenario where love can conquer all it is worth it, is is when wrong has been done within a relationship. I'll call those relationship felonies, like lying, sometimes cheating. The loyalty card has been tarnished, and you too can grow within these issues, move forward, and grow stronger and move on. Grow stronger and move on. When these wrongs have been done, you guys can work it out and move forward. I think, again, love can work it out. If you find yourself, say you find your dude had messed up, 
but he's diligently working to improve himself, and he's working to, you know, get the relationship back to where it was, then love is worth it. You know what I'm saying? He's trying to get your trust back. He's trying to, you know, clean up what happened. And you see the work, same thing for the chicks. Then, yes, love is worth it, and you do want to stick it out and try to make, you know, make it happen because love could be enough. And if you find that after crossing that difficult bridge of getting past that rough patch, you two will be stronger and the love is surely going to be worth it. Once you see that you guys made it there and that trust is brand new and, I mean, it's stronger than what it was because now you know and he knows. You know, people have those minor setbacks with inside themselves. It just happens. You're not going to have longevity with, with just a perfect relationship. That's not usually how it goes. It's just a matter of learning how to forgive, how to, you know, right your wrongs, admit when you're wrong and you lied, you know, clar- clarify it, put it all back into perspective, and know that, yes, love could be enough, and it could just be worth it. So the question is, is love worth it? Excuse me. Is love enough, and, and is it worth it? And I, I'm going to just say that all depends on you and your due. But know that if the two of you put in the work, it should be good. You have to do the work. You can't just expect it to be all roses, you know? So I will close with saying this. Yes, it is worth it, but hell no, you guys. Love is not enough. you got to put in work, okay? Know that. It's not a love by itself. No. you got to put in the work and then make it all happen to become all happy. Know that, okay? Know that. So I will close with this. Yes. It's worth it, but hell no, love is not enough. Okay, you guys, we'll be right back with the Celebrity Hub. Hey, you guys, have you seen the kicker spot? I mean, I'm trying to find the kicker spot. I can't get in? What do you mean I can't get in? I'm Tiangelo. I'm the host. The kicker spot. When you are looking for the latest, the freshest, and the biggest stories in Hollywood, EOTM Blog is a site to visit. But there's also a clip of me on the red carpet when I call one to let me the wrong name. Ooh, yeah. The kick is fine, kick is fine, kick is fine, kick is fine. The kick is fine, kick is fine, kick is fine, kick is fine. If you know who you are, my bad. Um, it was my first. Because, sorry. The kick is fine, 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 the kick is fine. What's going on? This is your boy, Tiangelo, and you are chilling at the kick is fine. Ooh, the celebrity hub is next. Shh, be quiet. It might be juicy. The Kicker Spot Celebrity Hub is brought to you by EOTMBlog.com. When you are looking for the latest, the freshest, and the biggest stories in Hollywood, EOTMBlog, yes, I said it, EOTMBlog.com is the site to visit. I said be quiet. It's coming on. And get off my foot. <clears throat> Excuse me. Hey, you guys, we are here at the Celebrity Hub. And um, MTV Video Music Awards uh, has been the talk of the town in a lot of media circles. And the question is, like, where do we start? I'm going to tell you. Um, I, I, again, I don't, as you guys may know, I don't get to watch television because of my work schedule, but. I did catch, I think, all of the performances, which is, like, the most important part. And 
I'm going to start off with Kanye West's performance. Now, I didn't know where he was going to go. I typically do enjoy a Kanye show. I really do. I typically enjoy a Kanye West show. He just does something for me that, um, you know, he's just very creative. His team puts together a great work of art. I remember a few shows back he did a performance where he was wearing all red with ballerinas and dancers on the floor. And um, I was really pleased with that one. But anyhow, with this year, he did a great performance. Um, I love the artistic quality that it offered, and the fact that he, um, he performed in Silhouette. I forgot to write down what song he performed. I forget what the song was. I never heard it before. But he did perform in Silhouette, have this backdrop of a forest behind him. And the way they shot the camera, it made it look like he was really big against this backdrop. It was full of energy, really well done. And I loved it because it was in Silhouette. You couldn't see his face. All you had was his energy and the lyrics of the song. And so I can say I enjoyed the song because I – actually listened to it. It wasn't much else for me to be caught up with other than the lyrics of the song plus the imagery of him dancing around or moving around on stage. So for Kanye West, I would say you guys definitely check out the performance. I enjoyed it. It was great. Our girl lady, our girl lady Gaga, she was cool, but I mean, I thought her vocals could have been a bit better. I know that the idea of her, I mean, the fact that she had to hold her microphone in her hand with all this extra movement, it, the mic just kept moving around, and I felt it just was kind of like a little, a little, I guess, I don't know the word to use, disheveled maybe is how it was. Okay, now, I am all for on-stage costume changes. Know that. I love on-stage costume change. But I do feel that they should not take away from this show. And I did feel like some of her changes did take away, very much took away from the overall show. Now, she wore the wig cap. I can get past that. All the dancers had on wig caps to connect it. Got it. We kept changing hair. Okay, cool. That's why she couldn't have on a headset mic, which is what she really needed with all that choreo and stuff. But from change to change and putting on this, taking off that, it just wasn't seamless. So we would listen to the song Applause, and we kind of liked the song Applause with the old school feel to it. But I'm a Lady Gaga, and I do enjoy your work, but I'm going to have to say that I felt all the changes in costume just took away from the overall show. Our boy Justin Timberlake, awesome performance, awesome performance. He got a um, Michael Jackson Award for you know all his great works. I think his performance was like 15 minutes long, the longest performance in the show, and probably one of the longest performances I've seen in the BME Awards like ever. But it was great. He did an awesome job of you know coming up the escalator through the room, getting on stage. We got a chance to see our boys from In Sync. That was cool. I personally think a lot of that was lip syncing, if you ask me, or a very strong heavy backy track. But that's between you and me. So I don't get too far off into that, but it was great, and it was so really cool because you got a chance to hear some of JT's song we haven't heard in a while, and you forgot like, oh, that's right, I did like that song. I forgot about that one. It really made me want to go like download some more Justin Timberlake music to my uh, to my phone so I can have it like relatively available. Matter of fact, I think I might write that down to do. Anyhow, watching his show made you feel like it was a concert, you know, like like you had a JT concert. It was high energy, you know, Instinct came out. He was, like, surrounded by people with these small stages. Choreography was bomb. It was just, again, great performance, you guys. Great dancing, great song choices, overall great. Now, of course, we can't talk about the BMAs without talking about that, I'm just going to say it, that dumbass performance that Miley Cyrus did. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's okay. I love outlandish performances. Uh, when Lady Gaga bled and dreamt with blood on the on the stage, I loved it. I loved it. Um, I love raunchy performances when it's done well. I love um, vulgarity when it's done well. And I just felt like this performance was not done well. There is 
so much to say about this performance, but you guys have heard a lot of it. I'm going to tell you, I'm a professional performer, so I'm just looking for professionalism. And I felt that her performance was lackluster. I felt like the performance was very much something you could get out of high school music, you know, high school dance or something. Like, she does, is she trained? Is there major money behind her? I just didn't see it. I, the whole tongue hanging out thing. Hated it. I'm a rocker. I love tongues out, but it has that purpose. You know, like, ah, take a picture or something. But she was walking down the stair with her tongue hanging far to her face for no apparent reason, and she just kept doing it. It, it lacked purpose. It lacked purpose. I didn't care for the costume. The first one, I kind of get it connected with the teddy bears, and I will say the bears were kind of cute, kind of, you know, a new approach. Okay, you know, I'll give you that for creativity. But it was, again, if you're going to have a costume underneath that kind of be hidden by a costume number one, then let it be hidden. That wasn't the case. Tacky. Her, um, did you guys see when she put her face in that large behind. It was the girl on stage. She had a big behind. Okay, fine. That's some stretch pants with a thong on the outside. Sure. And she just bent down and put her face in the girl's ass. Really? Hated it. I just couldn't. And being complete. Oh, and this add insult to injury after all that. Then she was being completely inappropriate with Robin Thicke. <sighs> Lucky for Miley that Thicke's wife, Paula Patton, is not upset and she can come roll up on that girl because she was groping and licking and putting all over him. Now, it was said that Paula Patton knew about the performance and she knew it wasn't going to be G-rated because of the tons of rehearsals beforehand. So she said it was, Paula Patton went on, went on to say there was no surprises during the performance that, you know, she didn't already see. There was no surprises for her. But um, I also heard or read that the VMA, the MTV didn't even know her performance was going to be so over the top. That That is not how she rehearsed it, that they saw it as we did. And I can see it to be true. People do their stuff. But um, Robin Thicke, you know, wasn't necessarily, I think, the most pleased with the thing, the performance either because it just, you know, she completely upstaged him, took away from his song, which is like one of the summer, the summer hits right now. So I'm going to say, you guys, it was just all over the place. I didn't really care for it. Um, I just wanted it to be better. I if it has if I don't have a problem with Raunchy. If she's gonna be over top be Raunchy, then do it well. I just thought that wasn't done well. And then that second costume she had on was a mess. Um and I guess now she's made twerking another conversation again. And then I think her and Justin Bieber are due to have a song called Twerking coming out. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's still like an attention grabber, you know. We've all been talking about it, so that's maybe why she did it, is that she just wants to be talked about. But I think it's just, it just teaches people, especially the young adults, that it, that's a bad way to go for attention, to do something stupid outlandish just to get some attention. Yeah, no, not so good idea, in my opinion. Um, what you call it? Some bloggers were saying, you know, that she is only 20, we should leave her alone. Some people were saying that, she never said she wanted to be a role model, and so stop judging her. And to those people, listen, I'm not judging Miley Cyrus at all. A bad performance is a bad performance, and that was not a good performance by no means, first of all. And then as far as her being uh, not wanting to be a role model, uh, it comes with the job, and you are highly aware of that. You are highly aware of that. Um I'm sorry, I don't say that it's funny how some of these celebrities, you know, are major influences, are major influences here, you know, in, in pop culture. And when they 
want to trend and be the it thing, you know, they're totally like, you know, trying to get you to buy their fragrances because they're cool and to buy their new movie because they're cool. But then if they do something stupid, it's like, oh, I don't want to be a role model. Really? Don't throw that. Don't even – now, granted, Miley didn't say that, but I'm just saying, don't give me that I didn't want to be a role model. I'm just 20 years old living my life. I'm all for living your life at 20 years old, and I mean live it to the fullest. I haven't been mad at half the stuff that Rihanna did. Hey, do you. But that was a bad performance. It was just tacky. It was raunchy. And someone even mentioned, well, you know, when Madonna came out, that's how she was. She was all raunchy and stuff. Correction. First, I mean, not correction, but let's talk about a few things. Hey, uh, Madonna was an adult when she got started. You know what I'm saying? She was a grown woman coming out the gate. Not Miley Cyrus, the, you know, Hannah Montana girl, who the kids have been looking at all this time, all of a sudden just went left. First of all. Second of all, Madonna did her stuff very taxable, I mean, very well. It was Roch done well. I've seen Madonna. I'm a fan, and she does Roch very well. So, yeah, I didn't No, No. I'm going to say this. Stop it. That's what I'm going to say, Molly. Just stop it. Uh, um, I didn't even know I left. I, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I really don't. I don't. That's a hot mess. So, anywho. Ugh. I kind of got riled up. Give me one second here. Okay, so in regards to um, in regards to whose show is being canceled or might be getting canceled, um, what you call it? Oh my goodness, her name just left. Chris Chris Jenner. It's rumored that Chris Jenner's show. Um, is is supposed to be getting canceled. It was all, you know, over the blog and stuff, and you saw people posting for it. And I was reading that not so much. We, not so much that she's not actually canceling her. They're not canceling her show, that they actually are loving her show. And I'm sure the fact that Kanye West was just on her show, and he, you know, he put, he released the first, uh, he released the first picture of Baby North on this show, kind of helped get the numbers up. But from what I understand, uh, Fox, a Fox representative has gone on to say that they like the Chris show and they wanted to do well. Um, let me see. I'm trying to make sure. I, um, they say it's it is very. It's right now with talk shows, it's a very crowded market, and Chris didn't do anything to set herself apart from the field. A source told uh, one of the gossip sites, believe it or not, most Americans don't want to hear about the Kardashians for an hour every day. So that was just some people blogging about, you know, how they don't want to, how they don't want to be bothered with it. But um, as it stands currently, the rumors are false. Her show is not being canceled. So we're going to see there. Um, I am interested also to see how Queen Latifah's show does, who's also due to come out with her talk show here. This will be her second time working to do a talk show, uh, to put out a talk show. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Um, it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And I'm a fan of Queen Latifah's, so we want to definitely check it out. But, I mean, as you guys may or may not know, Queen Latifah recently uh, came out the closet with her sexuality and so, of course, everybody's going to want her to get on her show and talk about it, but she has already very boldly stated, I won't be discussing that on my show. So, you know, um, I don't necessarily think that she has to either, but, you know, um, 
I don't know whether to see how it goes. You know, with talk shows out right now, you know, um, I enjoy Ellen DeGeneres, Wendy Williams, um, Katie. Funny enough, Maury is still on doing his four different topics. Um, who else you got? Jerry Springer is still out there doing what he does. I know occasionally you, I can catch myself watching um, a Maury show because it's just interesting to see if they lied or not. But um, Jerry Springer, I think I've grown over. Yeah. I don't. I can't really get into Jerry Springer anymore. And that's just me. Let's see. Top daytime talk shows. I wonder who's. Oh, I'm sorry. I have to take. I have to take a break. Um. Okay, you guys. In and uh. Oh. Okay. So we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, you guys. And we're actually gonna listen to a, one of my favorite songs from Michael Jackson. So and we're doing a Michael Jackson song right now because um, today is Michael Jackson's 55th birthday. If he had been alive, he would be 55 today. So Michael Jackson's birthday is today. So in light of that, we're going to go ahead and do a Michael Jackson song. This will be Michael and Janet with one of my favorite songs, which is Scream. So you guys hang out here at the Kicker Spot, and we'll be right back.
Tiangelo Live on Book. And I'm your host, Tiangelo. The next best thing to reading is talking about it. TiangeloLive.com. Celebrity book authors. Self-help. Celebrity tell-all. Memoir. Celebrity biography. Sports figures. Tiangelo Live on Book. Well, good evening, everybody. We are here now at the Kicker Spot for Tianjo Live One Books, where we will be discussing this wonderful, entertaining book, Capital Hell, with author Jane Jones. So let's go ahead and welcome Jane Jones to Tianjo Live One Books. Good evening, Jane. How are you doing? Uh oh. Do we? Um. Good evening. Okay. Well, you guys, as we are preparing to speak with Miss Jones, let me just tell you that this book is an offbeat and hilarious novel that will let you see behind the political persona and into the life of a few fictional characters. And so this evening we get the opportunity to speak with this author directly so we can find out some of the back, you know, some of the back end sides of the book, how to get it written, how did it come to pass. Her co-author for this book was Alicia, I'm going to pronounce this correctly because you know I mess up names sometimes, Alicia Long. There we are. I thought I had it committed. Alicia Long and her did write this book based loosely off of their experiences while working on Capitol Hill. And so um, we do have Jane with us this evening, so let's go ahead and say hello. Jane, good evening. How are you doing? Oh, I thought I heard it there for a moment. I think I'm having technical difficulties. Ms. Jones, are you with us? Okay. Well, again, as I said, it's awesome. it's a really beautiful book that discusses that is loosely written off of uh, Ms. Jones and Long's, off, based off their experiences while working in Capitol Hill. Um, I guess for all of us commoners or for all of us um, just people who haven't been up there, you know, you never know what all goes into working in such a demanding and fast-paced environment, and you always wonder sometimes, you know, what is it? And we watch all the different shows that have to do with politics and the political world, me personally, addicted to scandal. We get to find out some of the things that, you know, go on and just how over-the-top and demanding these positions can be. And so with this, with this book, we get a chance to see into it a little bit extra when it comes to the fiction, making the drama just a little bit more saucy and delicious for us, but Again, an awesome book nonetheless. Do we have Jane with us? Okay. Okay, give me one moment here, you guys. Okay, we're trying to be having some technical difficulty working it out, getting us all connected. Okay, so actually while we try to get everything worked out on my end, let me see, can we go to my next break, and then I can try to get Miss Jones all set up. Um, I love this new song. If we can get, if we can get the next song set up, can I do that? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, you guys. We're trying to get this all worked out here. Okay, because I really want you guys to hear about this book. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. It sounds really interesting. So, um, while we 
while we do that, um, sorry, give me a second here. Okay. Okay. So um, while we're going to get that lined up, I was talking about the um, VMA Awards going to go, you guys, and I just forgot. I didn't get a chance to mention. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I didn't get a chance to mention Katy Perry's performance to close the show. Um, she performed under the Brooklyn Bridge. I thought that was really a very awesome backdrop to perform under Brooklyn Bridge. Her new single called Roar, which you're actually going to listen to here in a second. I think the song is awesome. I personally love it. And her performance, it was cool. I wasn't, you know, the most in love with it. It was cool. Nothing bad about it, you know. Great concept, you know, a lot of fun. All the uh, fans outside and, you know, her being a boxer. It's just been, I guess, so long since I've seen her on stage in her real, her natural color hair. That had to be kind of different for me. So, anyhow, all right, you guys, um, let's hang out for a second. Continue chilling out with your boy, T'Angelo, here at the Kicking Spot. And this is Katy Perry with Roar. <laughs> Weird. Okay, you guys, we'll be back.
what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Tiangelo, and you are listening to The Kicker Spot. We are now inside Tiangelo Live on Books, where we discuss wonderful, entertaining, and informative books. And tonight we will be discussing and talking with author Jane Jones, co-author of Capitol Hill, a very fun book, a really interesting, you know, look into a world that a lot of us don't know much about, Capitol Hill. And her and her friend, Alicia Long, have written this novel to give us insight on some very intricate characters and interesting storylines. Um so we're actually going to speak with Jane Jones tonight. And in the case that you don't have this book, you have to give it an order and pick it up and give it a read. So you can go to TiangeloLive.com and order your copy today. That is TiangeloLive.com on our online bookstore. Be sure to order your copy. It's right there on the front page so you can't miss it. And for those of you who are Nook readers, we have the Nook version for you too. So go ahead and um, order your copy today. So do we have Jane Jones with us? Yeah, hi there. How are you guys? Oh, I'm great. Now that you've made it, we got you here live in action. Yeah, I've been on hold for the last 25 minutes listening to you. I must have some major technical problems. Our sincere apologies. But thank you so much for hanging out with us, and we have absolutely, you have made it here. Absolutely. Glad to and be I'm really the party. excited. Say again? Glad to be part of the party. Oh, thank you. And I'm super excited to hear more about this book, Capital Hill, written by you and your friend Alicia Long. Great. Yeah, Capital, Capital Hill is about two small-town girls from Minnesota who venture off to work on Capitol Hill for the U.S. Senator. He's over the top. He's high-maintenance, kooky family, crazy staff, wigged-out nanny. He decides to make matters worse. He's going to run for president. So they go back to Minnesota where they kick off a presidential campaign. For the book, mm-hmm. it's fun for the reader is this. There's two main characters, Janet and Allison. Some folks have kind of wondered, J and A, you know, both right, right. and I worked on the hill, and now we've written this book. So are those characters us? That's up for the reader to figure out. Mm. And so with this book, are these, are these real characters, people that you actually encountered during your time, or all fictional? Oh, this is a fictional tale. Keyword okay. is fictional. <laughs> so, you know, it's a made-up Senate office. Tell a lot of our own true stories that happened to us, and some stories that happened to our friends who also work on the Hill. But it's a fictional Senate office. We had a lot of fun with it. We took all our stories that happened to us on the Hill, and you know, bringing that hilarity and humor from inside the Beltway to the first time mm-hmm. outside the Beltway. Oh, awesome! So, and how with all the interesting things that you experienced, I'm sure the list was just long and long. How did you guys go about choosing which scenarios would be in the book? You know, we're, we're actually not allowed. We have so much material, we're working on book number two. Oh, <laughs> that sounds yeah. about we right. Leave, okay. we, leave, we leave you hanging in the, in, the, in the every end of the book. And Senator McDermott decides he's running for president, so he wins okay. the Iowa straw poll, which if you win the Iowa straw poll, that's like political suicide, right? You're pretty much done. You're flat on your face <laughs> okay. the Iowa straw poll. So, you know, I think, I think book number two, the sequel is going to focus in on campaign stories versus you know, book number one really focuses on pulls back that Senate office curtain and shows you what goes on the Hill. I think book okay. number two is going to show you what goes on in campaigns. I think it's going to be even more juicy and saucy, even more a little out there. <laughs> oh, awesome. That is going to be great. Oh, good. Well, and is there a tentative title for the second book just yet? No. Because I love no, Capital no, yeah, Hill. We're, we're just, we keep calling this one just Capital Hill 2, but I'm sure we're going to come up with a, a juicy, saucy you know, a little risky title to go along with it. 
Yeah, okay, I love we'll this title, Capital Hell. Yeah, Capital Hell really came right away, boy. We knew. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, that is definitely a great. I, I love the title. So, um, will the readers perhaps maybe recognize any of the political figures? Oh my know? gosh, Minnesota, yeah, Minnesota does a really great job of electing some some characters. You know, so mm-hmm. I think the folks, have, you know, cause there's a lot of folks have tried to, you know, maybe guess. Who you know some characters are in Capitol Hill. You know, of course, the right, senator, right. Senator McDermott, the senator's wife, name is Karma, and there's you know there's a couple <laughs> of congressmen from Minnesota who decided to run for president. Some folks have kind of figured out there used to be a congressman from Minnesota who ran for president. So you know it tiptoes a little bit here and there, but you know it's really up to the reader. It's right. kind of fun because a lot of folks actually said to you, "Oh my gosh, we really think that this is you guys based it off of this person." And Alicia and I kind of look at each other like, "Really?" Because we're sending something to mind, you know. So it's kind of fun for the right. reader too. That does allow the reader to speculate, to so speculate, because they figure it out. And a good girl yeah. never kisses and tells, right? A good girl never kisses and tells. So all right, for everybody to figure out. <laughs> I guess with that rule, you'll definitely make it in politics, because a lot of kissing and telling will definitely make a good book. <laughs> There's no facts so, in this book. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you and um. Alicia, oh, know yeah. each other before? Yes, before you guys wrote the book, did you guys know each other before you got to D.C.? Oh, absolutely. Both Alicia and I met working on a camp, political campaign. We actually shared a desk, and okay. we, we became, like, fast friends. So, you know, neither one of us has a sister. We both ended up working in D.C. together in the same office. And I think um, over the last 12 years of being best friends, we've become more like sisters than actual friends. I think that's, that's kind of cool. Yeah. And... What prompted you guys to write the book? <laughs> therapy. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way to hear therapy. <laughs> right? You don't know. You know what? We were sitting on my couch four years ago, to be, be honest. And Alicia, um, at the time, just broke up with her boyfriend, was feeling miserable about herself. And we'd always laugh and joke about our stories and tell people what happened to us. And everybody would always laugh. and like, you guys got to write this stuff down. So, you mm-hmm. know, we decided Alicia took, uh, took the stab at Chapter 1. She sent it to me. I had a little spark, a little dazzle. Sent her back chapter two. We had no mm-hmm. notes or no outline, and we never once talked about the book. So I'd get the next chapter from Elisa and be surprised as to, you know, what the characters are off doing, what the senator's wife is doing next. And we just went that way for four years, piggybacked that way for four years. And last September, we were, um, it was released, and we've actually got our sixth National Book Award last month. Oh, congratulations indeed. Thank you. You are more than welcome. That is truly awesome. So this book has so much fun. The cover is really, you know, nice and inviting. So should, from this book, should we expect a really fun ride, or is it more oh, dangerous or suspenseful? No, 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 my gosh. Hopefully folks are going to pick it up. It's a light read. It's perfect for the beach. It's perfect for the pool. And you know what? People are telling us complete strangers are picking it up. They're reading it. They're telling us they can't put it down. They're reading it in a day. It's a fast funny read that actually makes you laugh out loud. Oh, wow. Okay. I love. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, yeah it's not serious. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of these crazy and odd tasks that, you know, at times you have to do on Capitol Hill? Any the tasks you have to do? Well, you know, that's really kind of fun for us. So, you know, um, every Senate office gets their certain, they, their, their budget to spend based on population. 
Mm-hmm. So whenever they hire for staff, they can hire someone to walk the senator's dog. They can have a staffer who walk, you know, carries around the senator's purse all day. That's his sole responsibility. You have a lot of tasks that are um, directed at helping the family. Okay. It's kind of interesting. You might be um, asked to blow out the senator's wife's hair. <laughs> oh, okay. So it could be. You might be asked random. to go buy the senator's wife's lingerie for their anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> well, things you just never, I guess, imagined would things be the task. Things you would never expect, right? They, they can get all these tasks done, but they can't pass any legislation. <laughs> right, yeah, right. No, right. couldn't possibly. That's not right. as important as the lingerie shopping. Just couldn't be. Right, 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 right. And so when, after the book got out to the public, so you finally get to see the reaction from the people, how was their, you know, their response to the content? Yeah. You know, our, our former colleagues and the, the former folks that we used to work for, everybody's been absolutely very supportive. Our old mm-hmm. boss claims he hasn't read the book yet, and that he knows that the Senator McDermott is not him, and he knows it's a fictional tale. He's called okay. Creative Entrepreneurs, which I say mm-hmm. guilty. We're definitely guilty of that. You know, we've had, right. you know, one per, one person has defriended both Alicia and I on Facebook. They used to work with us, and that's kind of like mm. what I would call like my fourteen-year-old stepdaughter. That'd be like a stunt that she would pull, defriending somebody on Facebook. You're like, I'll show you, I'll defriend you. Right, right, right. Right, right. It's kind of it's kind of actually a dumb move to make because now they can't keep track of what we're up to and where we're going. And you guys are you definitely know? up to a lot and going all over the place. Yeah, we we were just in our twenty-third state. Um, last week, and so we were selling out at 95% of our book selling or book signings. So we're having an absolute fun time. It doesn't matter if you're from the West Coast, East Coast, North or South. Everybody wants to know the shenanigans that happens on Capitol Hill. And just so funny you mentioned that because my next question was, why are we so fascinated with the happenings of the Hill? You know, I think it's because you spend your tax dollars. So you want to know what's going on there. But I also think, you know, we're part of the problem because we have actually now – Politicians are almost like celebrities, right? Yeah, right? we've kind of compared. They kind of gotten that that mold for them. So I think it's kind of our problems too. We kind of want to put them on a pedestal, and you know, they cross that Potomac River, and all of a sudden the power has gone to their head, and the ego doesn't fit inside the Capitol Dome anymore. But they also have that like celebrity and Madonna-ish type personality. Mm-hmm. And I think that's nice that we're kind of as citizens, we got to stop that. You know, we got to we got to pull back a little bit. Remember that they put on their pants, just like you and I put on our pants in the morning, and. You know, right. they're, 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 right. they're, they're elected to do a job. And hopefully that, that election is, you know, to make their home state or America better. So that should be the, the prime focus. And now that you guys have done Capitol Hill, do you think you'll ever go back? <laughs> well, you know, I think both of us would say that, you know, our time on the Hill probably is over unless one of us gets elected. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I keep telling Lisa, you know what? I would make a great chief of staff if there was Senator Long, or gosh darn it, Governor Jones has a really great ring to it. <laughs> so maybe someday, you know, like, not right now, that one we're still, you know, I don't know if you can write a juicy, saucy book and get elected, but you never know. Right. Okay, okay, that is definitely interesting. So now, you mentioned there was no sex in the book, but you have to question all with the fast-paced life and 14-hour work days, does anyone manage to have a love life while working on the deal? Oh, my gosh. You know what? Alicia would answer this question differently than I would. She would say that D.C. is the easiest place to get to know folks. I would say that I fell in love with my file cabinet because I was working like a dog constantly. That There was no time for any sort of relationship. I, I, mean, I went home and slept with two blackberries by my pillow because that was the most important thing. You know, the senator's schedule, the, the senator's policy was the most important 
part of my life at the time. You work on the hill till at age 30, then you get different priorities in your life. But Alicia would tell you it's more like a college frat house and that, you know, <laughs> there's happy hours happening all over. You know, that's where maybe we we are a little different and kind of use okay. the characters in the book. Are, you know, Allison and Janet in the book are different that same way, too. Janet okay. in the book is out chasing, you know, her a senator who was blind and they met online. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't had a chance to re- – I'm going to have to really get – I'm sure I'm going to have to read this book now and we'll have you back on so we can discuss after I read. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah, this stuff is a lot of fun. So would you say working on the Hill was really stressful? Because it sounds fun and not not as, you know, pull out your hair as one might think. But again, you have oh, my gosh. Blackberry. No, no, no. oh, my gosh. You know, I think you actually you got to read the book. you got to read the book and realize that, you know what, it's one of the – I teach political science now at Concordia University in St. Paul. I tell my students it's one of the best opportunities you'll ever have. You'll learn something every single day, but it is its own environment. I call the hill actually like a pressure cooker. Okay. <laughs> Wait, its own oh. environment. A lot of folks have actually told me that, that, that have read it, that work in, like, in the industry in Hollywood have said that, you know, it's kind of like the same – they're very similar. Mm-hmm. You so know, it's, so it's, it's interesting. But I would say read the book and know that, you know what, they're working from 8 o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. They're going home. They're sleeping with two blackberries. If the senator emails you at 3 o'clock in the morning asking for so-and-so's phone number, gosh darn it, you better find it by 3.05. Oh, my. All right. You have to be resourceful and on it. You got to be then, on okay. it. So let's just say worst-case scenario, you missed that phone call. Then what? fired. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I it never happened. I the phone call. <laughs> oh, so you're not even sure what would happen. No, God, I didn't is... want to know. Oh my gosh, that scares me. It scares me to this day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, this is awesome. Well, I am definitely looking forward to reading this myself. And to all the listeners, you guys, Capital Hell, a very entertaining book. I have been looking at it and I, so you've made it even more interest, intriguing to me. Like, I'm really intrigued to see how these characters wiggle and waggle and move through Capital Hell. <laughs> awesome. Also, you can well, check us out at CapitalHellBook.com. You can also find it at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, across America's carrying it in, on their shelves. So go and get it. Then email us and tell us what you think. Awesome. Definitely have to do that. Definitely have to do that. But well, thank you so much, Jane, for hanging out with us. Sorry for the delay of getting you on. But I'm no so problem. grateful that you did stick around. Thank you very right. much. Have a good night, everybody. And you have a good night as well. Thank you for visiting. And you guys, be sure to pick up your copy of Capital Hell tonight. You can go to TangoLive.com, our online bookstore, and pick up your copy. You guys, continue to hang out, and we'll be right back. What's going on? This is your boy, T'Angelo, and you are chilling at the Kicker Spot.
and you are tuned in to The Kicking Spot. Hey, whoa. What's going on, you guys? Hey, hey, whoa. There we go. I'm back. Hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> this is your host, T. Angelo. And um, I was just here thinking, I was talking about, you know, talk shows, and I was wondering, who are some of the top-ranking, you know, talk shows? And I found the late-night ones. I was trying to find the daytime ones, but because they have uh who they have on here? Um, Johnny Carson. They went all the way back to that day. Conan, Jimmy Kimmel, Colbert Report, Daily Show. I was trying to figure out. I guess I should have put in daytime. Top talk shows of 2013. Dr. Phil, the most watched talk show in daytime TV. Really? I'm sorry, but that show bored the hell out of me. I actually went, I cannot tell you about that. I went to a taping of the Dr. Phil show. It did nothing for me at all. Not at all. Anyhow, let's see. Indicated rating. I guess it's not coming up fast enough. I was trying to see if I could find out who's being, who's being watched today. I forgot. I've never seen Steve Harvey's show. He has a talk show also I've never seen. But he's on a list of people who, you know, are out there. Anywho, um, interesting. So you guys... We're going to go ahead and pull this train to a close. Be sure to sign up for Team Piangelo. Join up. Join the crew. Join the party. Be part of the team so you can stay connected, be connected, and get connected to all things Tiangelo Live. Just go to Tiangelo.com and click the Team Tiangelo button, and you can get signed up today. Yeah. Um, be sure to really answer the question, is love enough and is it worth it? If you are in the situation right now, you want to know the answer to it before you continue to go further into a relationship where it may not be enough and it may not be worth it. And sometimes it is enough and it just isn't worth it. You know, you're like, well, love is enough, but it's just costing me too much, you know, or, you know, vice versa, whatever. Um, thank you to Jane Jones so much for um, hanging out, stopping by for potential Live on Books and presenting Capital Hell. A really good, fun book discussing some interesting stories and tales that took place on the hill while her and her friend Alicia worked there. And um, soon to come, you guys, I am going to be starting my video blog. I mentioned this to you guys before, but I just really have been in planning production and trying to get it all put together. But I am going to need all of your support. I'm going to need you guys to stick with me and, you know, take a check and look at it and everything. I think you're going to love it. It's just going to be an expansion of of a segment I so love here, which is going to be um, Matters of the Heart. So Tangential Live, Matters of the Heart, will be a video blog, so you guys can just see, you know, more of these discussions, and then I'll get some guests on the show. We can talk and, you know, get insight. You guys can continue to write letters in, and we'll talk about it there. I'm going to need your input. I'm going to need your insight, and I'm going to need mainly your support and doing it, okay, you guys? So definitely stick with me. Uh um, I think you're going to love it. I think you're going to love it. I look forward to doing it. All right, you guys. Again, I'll say be sure to join Team Tiangelo. Other than that, you guys, um, continue to live life to the fullest. Just do it. Just do it. Just live, you guys. I'm gone, and I am your host, Tiangelo. 
going on? I'm your host, T'Angelo, of EOTM Radio Show, The Kicking Spot, which airs Thursdays at 8 p.m. If you're interested in celebrity interviews, tune in Thursdays at 8 p.m. We have Matters of the Heart. The Celebrity Hub premiere segment Tiago Live on Book with air Thursdays at 8 p.m. The Kicker Spot airs Thursdays at 8 p.m. Go to Tiago.com. <laughs> 